I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we are talking about Space Jam. Both the original from 1986 and the new one that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, which is, I think, is it, is it officially a sequel to the first one? Standalone sequel says mostly different stories than the first. Yeah, so obviously I think a lot of people are familiar with the first one starring Michael Jordan. And of course, some of the most famous Looney Tune characters. And the second is starring this generation's version of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and also featuring a lot of those same Looney Tunes characters. I know, I know. In addition, there has been a crossover sequel to Space Jam with Teen Titans Go called Teen Titans Go See Space Jam, which came out on Cartoon Network last month. Yeah, so we'll talk about all of that and more in just a second. But before we get going any further, let's answer last week's trivia question, which was... What classic song from a 1960s children's TV program plays while Boss Baby is having his meeting with the other babies. It's Tra-La-La song, One Banana, Two Banana, mm-hmm. from the children's show The Banana Splits, which was a, t- a children's TV program from the 1960s and 70s, produced by Hanna-Barbera. Okay, so that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around to the end of this episode to get the next one. In the meantime, let's do our segment, Name This Song. This song, which is a very famous song, is I Believe I Could Fly, which is a very famous, well-known song by R. Kelly. And it was made for this movie when it came out in November of 1996. I did not realize that specifically this song was made for the film itself, which is actually not, I wouldn't say it's common, but it's not unheard of where you have these big hits that are made specifically for movies. I guess another example would be a lot of the music from The Lion King that was made by Sir Elton John for that film. All of those songs became very, very popular outside of the film itself as well. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Can you think of any other examples of songs that were made for movies that became big hits on their own? Happy from the second Despicable Me movie. Mm. Or Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. Or Let It Go from Frozen. Yeah, that's a very good example. On that note, let's get to our feature presentation. Space Jam is... It's kind of funky. It's a little hokey. It's kind of a cult classic. It's very popular, I think, especially with people from our generation who grew up watching the movie as a ki- as kids. Yeah, I know. What was really clever, and I liked 
how it was a coming of age film too, and how it had Michael Jordan as a little boy from sometime in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe tell for people who aren't familiar or who need some help recalling what happened to the film. Can you just tell us what happened? Michael Jordan, who has it shows in the beginning of the prologue when he has a career as a basketball player, and then he later it's set during the time when he res- he retires from basketball and he switches to baseball. Little does he know there are some aliens, little pipsqueak aliens called the Nerdlucks, who are the bad guys who work for a greedy intergalactic theme park owner named Swackhammer, voiced by Danny DeVito. And they're on a mission to capture the Looney Tunes. Yeah, because they run this theme park that's kind of lame. And it's called Moron Mountain. Yeah, and they want to try to spruce it up, and they think that if they can get the Looney Tunes to come, they can use them to drive interest in the theme park. I know, and then that when they go into the Looney Tunes world, they meet Bugs Bunny, who's still being chased by Elmer Fudd, who's attempting to kill the Wabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Bugs Bunny pretend, who pretends he doesn't know who Bugs Bunny is, and and the Nerd Lux threaten are looking for Bugs Bunny. And then they Looney Tunes learn about bas are learning about basketball along with the others like Daffy Duck, Tweety, Foghorn Leghorn, Yosemite Sam, Sylvester, Wiley Coyote, all the other Looney Tunes. Right. Oh, and also Porky Pig and Elmer Fudd, and then they meet the Nerd Lux who think they're little pipsqueaks, but then they come into our world at a New York Knicks game. So the the lead-up to that is that they make this bet that they'll play a game of basketball with the Looney Tunes, and if the Nerdlocks win, then the Looney Tunes will... They'll basically be enslaved and have to work at Moron Mountain. And I know. the Nerdlocks go to this New York Knicks game, and they have this like magical basketball that steals the powers, the basketball powers of famous athletes from the time. I see, yeah. Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, some other players. I I can't remember them all, but they're well-known players from that time. And then they, the Looney Tunes thinks that they're little tiny pipsqueaks who were too weak to go against them, but they grab the basketball and it turns them into monsters. Into the monsters. I know, yes. And the Nerd Lux all have names. Pound, who's the orange one. Bang, who's the green one. Blanco, who's the blue one, who's the kind of stupid, not very bright, but lovable one. Bupkis, who's the purple one. And Nought, who's the weakest one, who's the red one. So after this happens, the Looney Tunes realize they're in a bit of a pickle. So they basically manage to kidnap Michael Jordan and convince him to help them out. He was captured by the Looney Tunes at a golf course somewhere in Alabama. Yeah. So then they team up together, and the Looney Tunes are not a good basketball team. So they finally have their final showdown with the Monstars. At first, they're getting their butts kicked, but eventually they start working together, start using their abilities, and they manage to come back. And then you have the exciting finale where... Michael Jordan makes the game-winning slam dunk. I know, yes. And the Monstars redeem themselves and turn back into the Nerdlucks and join the Looney Tunes. Right. They team up with the Looney Tunes. The main villain of the story is defeated. Yes, because they didn't like the way their boss treated them. 
Swackhammer was the name of the bad guy. Mm, mm. He was voiced by Danny DeVito. Yeah. And uh, they all live happily ever after. Michael Jordan returns, uh, comes out of retirement to keep playing basketball. And uh, yeah. I know. And I liked Wayne Knight's character, Stan. I thought he was funny. And for people who don't know, tell us about his character. He was like a fan of somebody who worked with for Michael Jordan, I remember. Yeah, he was like Michael Jordan's assistant. I know. He, the actor who played him, Wayne Knight, also voiced Tantor the Elephant in Tarzan and Al in the, in the second Toy Story movie. And in Space Jam, he's kind of a bumbling, really eager to please, but he's kind of just just annoying to everybody but he actually comes into the game and he wants to help out (laughs) then he gets squished (laughs) yeah i also know bill murray was in the movie and he also randomly shows up at the end of the movie to to sub in for the game and help out he's definitely probably the most random inclusion in this movie i remember when blanco the i'm not blanco bank beat up tweety that uh yeah, there are a lot of ridiculous scenes in this movie with just playing. It's also fun because when the humans, like Michael Jordan and Bill Murray, when they're in the Looney Tunes world, they start start using cartoon physics. So like Michael Jordan's body can stretch. And like I said, Wayne Knight gets squashed flat into just this like, I think they turned him into a ball and shoot him at one point. And I remember how it showed how Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam and Wiley Coyote were using clever um, techniques to right. beat the monsters. Right, right. Lots of fun. It's also interesting because at the time, it was one of the few films that was a hybrid film in that it, it featured animation with live action sequences. So Michael Jordan for the entire film is playing himself but he's interacting in a cartoon world kind of thing and with cartoon characters. It's an interesting crossover. It was released at the time that Michael Jordan actually was coming out of retirement. Mm. It's an interesting artifact at the time where it was like this, it almost served as this grand announcement for Michael Jordan himself of like, I'm back I'm uh, to play basketball again. I know. And it also was really popular. It did really well at the box office. It's it's still, to this day, the uh, highest grossing basketball film. It also came out November 1996, the same time as the first live action 101 Dalmatians film from Disney. Mm-hmm. It also was released the same year as other big hits, like Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame, as well as Muppets Treasure Island, Matilda, The Nutty Professor, the debut of hit shows Arthur and Blue's Clues, as well as the same year also for James and the Giant Peach. That was the year I was born. Oh, nice. I think it's also worth mentioning, it was around this time that the internet was really starting to take off, and Space Jam has this other famous element about it in that it was one of the first movies to have its own dedicated website promoting the film yes and it's still online yeah the last i checked that website is still live and it looks like it has not been updated since 1990 1996 
I know. If, interesting <laughs> about that about the technology of the internet in the nineties, way before the modern digital age today. Right. Yeah. So it looks very janky. You know, <laughs> the graphics are all all very old school. It's very silly. But you can you can literally go to that website today and see what it was like back from back then. It did show that four out of five of the monsters were going to have different names. Pound was going to be called Zilch. Bang was going to be called Null. Blanco was going to be called Null. I mean, Boyd. And uh, Nada was going to be called Not. The only one whose name didn't change was Bupkis. Mm. The purple one. Yeah. Now, in contrast, the new Space Jam hasn't come out yet. But we can tell from the trailer that they... Don't it doesn't seem like they're gonna do any or at least as much of the hybrid kind of stuff of animation alongside live action sequences. And it has a crossover of famous things from Warner Brothers. And I know Zendaya, the young actress, is voicing Lola Bunny, Bugs Bunny's love interest. Mm -hmm. I also know that last month, as I mentioned earlier, Teen Titans Go had a TV movie which was a crossover with Space Jam called Teen Titans go see Space Jam. So I think it's also interesting. A lot of the Looney Tunes characters are making appearances in this film. There are at least a couple, I think, that have either been removed or there have been changes to their characters. Like Pepe Le Pew, I heard, is not appearing. He was cut and also he's revealed he's not appearing in any further Warner Brothers projects because his because his actions are considered inappropriate. Right, right. It's considered harassment in, with his actions. That's why he's no longer appearing. Right, yeah. So I think nowadays we're people in general a lot more aware of that sort of thing. So they just felt that he wasn't appropriate to feature in this film. I also believe Yosemite Sam, a change with him is that he won't be shown with his guns in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure if that's a bigger across all Looney Tunes media or just this film, but I think that's a, another change that happened for this film. I see. Interesting. Yeah. I know that it'll be different from Looney Tunes Back in Action, the 2003 movie, which wasn't considered a sequel to, or follow-up to Space Jam. It was just another feature film with the Looney Tunes. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because a Space Jam sequel was has been in the works since 1996, since the first movie came out. But it was just a matter of trying to find another star. Michael Jordan didn't want to do a sequel. I know, instead they did Looney Tunes back in action, which wasn't as successful as Space Jam. Yeah, but now that they have LeBron as part of the, t uh, part of the effort, they could actually make it happen. He's a big part of why this movie exists. I know, I know, and it's... Really exciting. And to me, how we're doing crossover of Warner Brothers is kind of similar to Ready Player One, as well as similar to Disney's Ralph Breaks the Internet, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see, I, I imagine for you, to see what references they make to other properties within that universe. I know like how uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet did, with, which was Disney and it also had internet digital age tech references with Breaks the Internet. And this one, they're doing it with Warner Brothers with space jam okay so when does this movie come out again tomorrow july 16th in theaters and simultaneously on hbo max 
So it'll be very exciting to see how it turns out. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question for Mesra. Which Looney Tunes character made her first appearance and debut in the original Space Jam movie? So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later. (laughs) 